hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. Ever play Parcheesi? Hey, it's the game of champions, Parcheesi. It's a royalty it's- <laughs> game. It's the game of sultans. Come on. Mm, it is. It is indeed. But you know what? Sometimes when you go over to, for example, your girlfriend's parents' house. Just as an example. And and then they uh they fill you up with a bunch of pizza. They and then purposely, I, they make you sluggish. They make you yeah. But when you arrive, and, you're you're alert. You're smart. Your IQ has never been higher. And then my, they, 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 <laughs> yes, that's they, yeah, they my say, smartest. Open your mouth, and they insert the pizza nozzle, and they fill you up with pizza. Yeah, yeah. And then they they also uh, fed me a cake that was as dense as a neutron star. Okay, that's good. Yeah. And then they said, "Would you like to play this fun counting game?" Well, that have has you, have a you lot never of played Parcheesi before? I had never played Parcheesi before. Parcheesi is a classic. I played it as a, a child, but it's not like something that it was like probably on a shelf, but we, you never played it because well, it was I like will this say board this, game. If you do think Parcheesi is very complicated, it might have not been the pizza. It might have been you. We need to look in the okay, mirror. That, if is, you th- that is speaking. <laughs> no, no, because this was my experience uh-huh. is not being told all the rules at a time being verbally having my hand slapped going no 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 when it gets to this space you can't jump over that piece you, no 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 you idiot there's no jumping you have to go <laughs> there's no jumping yeah. and, i feel and like so i could these, explain none of these the rules PG, were, to you without missing any rules in like two like 90 seconds i could do it in 90, 90 seconds. seconds yeah i think well, I, could I learned ex- it this, this is not the time for it <laughs> I'm not going to explain Parcheesi right I'm now. I'm the world's biggest moron for apparently, not knowing this yep. one game that is the, <laughs> the game of kings, apparently. Yeah. I've played other games of kings. I know games of kings. Uh-huh. So don't, don't call me a pleb. But this was... So I got fed a bunch of stuff, and then they said, okay, you got to do this. And if you land on like other pieces, then you get 20 spaces that and you can go. And you're going to send the other person home, and except for on the, on the was, safe space. I was being bullied. Yep. For the entire dur- duration of the game, and then I ended up winning. There you go. That's how it goes, counter- baby. Counterbullied. There you go. Um, and I think they let me in this game <laughs> of chance. They I'm somehow a, they, let they me. manipulated the dice. They they uh yeah. yeah, they they played dumb and said, Oh, I couldn't possibly get Will out right now. Mm-hmm. Carry on with my merry day. Sometimes you see that you could get somebody out in Parcheesi and you think they've had a rough time of it. I'm not going to do this to them. I'm not going to dunk them. I'm not going to swirly them this time. They've had enough swirly. You see these moments of mercy on the battlefield. Yeah. That is, it's like the World War One when it was Christmas and everybody yeah, came and out everybody and they plays the soccer. shook hands. Except and they, for they yeah, were playing Parcheesi this time. They were playing Parcheesi and then they shot each other because Because <laughs> <laughs> they were so mad about the roadblock and Parcheesi. Yeah. But you know what? It ain't easy being Parcheesi in segment city hi everybody it's me <laughs> will kane the water buffalo piece 
and the king of Barchisi, apparently. The king of kings. And I'm Theosopakos, and I can explain any concept to you in 90 seconds flat. You know you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Any concept? Until further challenged, that's what I'm rolling with. Oh, man. Okay, well... The, okay, I feel like you would struggle in 90 seconds to go through all the rules that you've set yourself. Like that, that, that uh, we've well, had. That's not explaining a rules. concept. That's just mem- that's rote memorization. I can't. Yeah, but do you that. could say that. You could say that fast. But that's they true. they would have questions, maybe. But this is a po- you're probably questioning what is this podcast? It's a podcast in which Theo and I we dumpster dive our way through the internet. We get all those good comedy morsels and we put them into segments and we give them back the uh, we, we gift sell them back them. like a th- yeah with like a thrift shop. We're sort of like a thrift shop, but you don't get a tax rebate. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. One sec. I I had to (laughs) scroll up. Didn't even scroll up before entering the podcasting zone. This This is is a true amateur hour. Unbelievable. This is amateur hour? Unbelievable. This is is an hour of amateur stuff. Editor, leave this in, actually. Leave this bullshit (laughs) in where I get uh, uh, one moment. Listen, you know what? I would kick your ass up and down the part board every (laughs) day of the week. Come at me. You'd you'd have to count to 20 so many goddamn times. (laughs) I'd lose track. Yeah, you you know what? It's a punishment for winning so much. But this is Will's stupid thought. Theo, you know those like I feel like there's a lot of those generators of like, I'm going to make myself in this art style. Mm-hmm. A lot of people's Discord a- uh, avatars are these, where it's yeah. kind of a, it feels like an internalized, idealized version of themselves. I call bullshit. Anytime you do one of these, it ha- I feel like you have to take a front picture of yourself and it's going to auto-generate it and it's going to be like Me Maker where you're going to realize <laughs> that you're ugly because Me Maker goes, you got tiny eyes, my man. Like it, 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 like you do the auto-generate because <laughs> I did this. I think it was on my Wii U. Mm-hmm. Great console. Uh-huh, great, great console not for the ages. at all. One of the consoles of all time. And I did it and it went... Small eyes. Small and I'm like, what? There's small eyes. You got small <laughs> eyes. And I went, what? And then you become self-conscious about that. You have to. Yeah. I, my my reasoning is you have to have the self-consciousness as well as an idealized. You got to know going in, like, for me, it would be like, big nose. Time for a big <laughs> nose. And you, I just, you, you have know, to, just you have to be confronted that. with that. your own morality. You have to hit the slider for smaller nose. Yeah. I feel. Oh, and I have to. Oh my god, I gotta reel that slider back in from longest <laughs> neck in the world. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta crank that boy back over here into the realm of sanity. I gotta make my eyes bigger, and they're just like, mm-hmm, okay, okay. Do you wear glasses normally? Is that why mm-hmm. you look like this? Mm-hmm. But no, uh, yeah, that's that's just my will stupid thought. A lot of people love those uh, generator things, and sometimes they're very fun. I gotta say. Make I will yourself say, as a clown. Uh, speaking of yeah. of extreme body types, extreme body, <laughs> extreme body <laughs> types. I was playing yeah. frisbee this past weekend, and I uh-huh. I met an, a man. I played frisbee mm-hmm. with a man who resembled Waluigi more than me, <laughs> and I thought Whoa! these are my people. Come this, on, wait, wait, what does that what does that mean? His like. He was how, even, somehow how somehow even length two inch waist and a yep a, like one inch thigh perfect perfectly a nice individual but just sort of had the elegance of waluigi Ooh, the sort of wow the je ne sais the je ne sais why, you know <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah the lanky but 
kind of owning it. Yeah. The Mr. Right, exactly. Fantastic, able to like move himself in a way that you're like, like, that looks natural. I would say that I could see this man holding a rose between his teeth. Absolutely. Whoa. Yeah. 100%. That's pretty- yeah. What so I, I applaud this man for owning it. I was going to criticize you for being like, I met a man today. Uh-huh. Oh, congratulations. Oh, but then this is, he was a man. This is a mystery man. <laughs> he came to me in a dream before I met him. <laughs> Truthfully, he is, I couldn't see his head. He was like the parents from the Peanuts. And he went, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> he said, wah. <laughs> and he said, wah at me. And I couldn't believe it. And then his friend came and he was the shortest, fattest man. He looked like a tomato. <laughs> a he man. looked like a big garlic bulb of a man. And he, and I said, Wario. And I said, your breath, your breath is mighty strong, sir. And he said, wah. I like your mini games, my friend. I enjoy your mini games. But let's move on to uh, the mini game in this podcast segments. Segments are the mini games, and it's yours. We're going to move on to the first one, the first one of the bunch. And I'm bringing you an In the News. This is okay. breaking news, actually, breaking as news. of recording today. Came Whoa. Out today. And it's this article is entitled, Tesla CEO Elon Musk says meta owner Mark Zuckerberg can win the cage match fight due to this one quality. <laughs> okay. Have you heard about this? In the, the news? cage match, the, the cage, cage match, match fight? fight. I yeah. heard it was already canceled, or at least Mark Zuckerberg was like, "I don't think it's going to happen." No, well, he said, "I don't think it's going to happen" because he was trying to pin it on Elon, and then Elon came back oh. and said, "Let's let's let's go, let's do it, let's oh, try to stream it on okay. my new my new thing X, as it were." Okay, and then <laughs> the Mark Zuckerberg was like, "Oh, are you sure?" All about I that? know about Mark Zuckerberg is that he kind of makes not very wise business decisions, and he hits hmm. the gym. A lot, apparently. Apparently, he He's, trains a lot. I Because when people were talking about this initially, they are like, yeah, Mark Zuckerberg would wipe the floor with him. And I'm like, what yeah. are you talking about? And then I saw a picture of him. Sure and appara- and I'm yeah, like, he's cut. He's kind of jacked. Turns out if you're super rich, you can afford to spend your whole time training with the most expensive trainers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, but but if also that's what you want to do. Like like good for him for the determination. I mean. I'm also, I'm also not doing a good impression of, <laughs> of Mark Zuckerberg because I'm, I'm making him too emotive. Yeah, I should be talking like this. Hi, my name is Mark Zuckerberg. I love this business logic because both of them are sort of big, stupid idiots for businessmen who have accomplished Mm -hmm. great things in their lives, but more recently have made some boneheaded decisions. Yeah, very mask and, and And their most recent decision was, I know what will attract users to my platform, fighting that dude. I want to punch his face. Here's the thing, though. This is some. This is where we are sliding into cyberpunk territory. We are sliding into a dystopia, and I'm like, okay, this is one part that I'm like, let's see where this goes. Because yeah, I would, but you know, what's I gonna, would watch it. You know what I would do? I would catch the highlights on YouTube, a corporation oh, which right. neither yeah. of them owns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but it's helping another megacorp, which is so cyberpunk. You're always helping a megacorp. You're just an ant of the system between these I powerful should. men. Damn, it's all inside baseball. All right. Yeah. So it, the article begins. The much-awaited fight between billionaires Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg is all people can think about. During the weekend, the Tesla founder and CEO took to X to reveal that the highly anticipated fight will be streamed on the social media platform and all proceeds will go to charity. The Meta founder and CEO quickly interjected, quote, shouldn't we use a more reliable platform that can raise more money for charity? He hinted at using his newly launched app Threads, which is a Twitter lookalike, to live stream the match. 
The uncertainty surrounding the fight schedule has left Fang's fans eagerly awaiting situation. Showing his eagerness, Zuckerberg said that he was ready to take on the tech magnet in a cage match, but Musk hasn't confirmed a date. He further suggested August 26th for a face-off. Quote, I'm ready today. I suggested August 26th when the first when he first challenged, but he hasn't confirmed. Not holding my breath. I love this sport and will continue competing with people who train no matter what happens here. He shared in his threads post and his Instagram stories. Was that a good enough Zuck impression for you? My body is fully repaired right now. Why I bathe. We, in, I, I bathe in sweet baby rays every every night. I lubricate before I go to bed. They it's showed the only me way. my medical logs, and they said I'm at one hundred percent. They said battery terms. full charged. <laughs> I'm jacked as AF, and I also got a great nutritionist. Last week, Musk tweet tested the live video feature on X and launched it too. In the video, he could be seen weightlifting, which is a hilarious <laughs> video because he goes, he starts the video and he's like doing the selfie video, which I always think is weird. I, I always yeah. think it's weird when people do selfie video <sighs> and he's holding it and he's like, so uh, this is me curling a 45 pound weight. And he like holds it above his head and he like does a bicep curl and you can oh. hear in the background a group of people going, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good job, Elon. Like, like, he actively, like, he, like he has people in the gym with him the one time he went to the gym being like, oh my God, he's so fat. You cannot have the 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 fates from Hercules in your life. <laughs> like if you're that rich that you could real life have the fates from Hercules, I can't believe that. That's like <laughs> the fact that just like good job. I'm also gonna say that like as somebody who does lift weights, yeah, that's easy to do in one if you have to do like a few takes. <laughs> he just left it once and go, yeah, that was pretty good. Like, it doesn't prove anything. When fans started picking sides, Musk decided to analyze the potential outcomes of the battle. He said that he will win if the match is short. <laughs> However, Zuckerberg is likely to have a winning advantage if it stretches for as long as, uh, as he has better endurance. Currently weighing in at at least 300 pounds, Musk said that he had the physical advantage. 300. This man is not fit. He's not fit, but I, there is something to say about weight classes, that they exist for a reason. But I have to say, a fit man who's, like, actually in boxing shape, like Mark Zuckerberg probably is, is going to yeah, wipe the floor with somebody who's 300 pounds because he could just run around and weight, punch them. Like, weight classes exist for fighters because they're all yeah. fighters. If you take oh, yeah, that, a 300-pound yeah, person off the street versus someone who's actually fit, like, it doesn't – the weight class, I think, matters much less yeah, it's it does add weight to your punches, but it's not going to be like you're not going to win. So it it is right. so funny to me that he's trying to do the Sherlock Holmes thing, <laughs> where it's just like, and then I'm going to flick my handkerchief into his face and then discombobulate, and then you smack him in the ears. He said, "Quote: If the fight is short, I probably win. If long, he may <laughs> win on endurance. I am much bigger, and there is a reason MMA has weight divisions. Aiming to get to 50 pound mm -hmm. free weights this week, I build muscle fast." Physical endurance is my weak spot, so I'm aiming to make this this Mac uh, make this quick. He added, "Physical endurance is my weak spot." Okay, huh. there's multiple things that is <laughs> huh. that says that you do not work out frequently. Huh. That says you work out when you want to show off to people. The easiest time it. to build muscle quick is if you haven't been working out. That's when yeah, you, you gain get, muscle the fastest. <laughs> you aren't there is unless you are like. Arnold Schwarzenegger, you are not 300 pounds with muscle, I don't think. Like, like yeah, I think that's mostly just him looking like a refrigerator <laughs> man. 
just a big, big block of a man. Also, he he did say in this, basically, if I get lucky in the first few rounds, maybe I'll win. Like, if I get a lucky punch, like, (laughs) that's all he's saying. He's going to just do a luck roll to get a critical hit. Like, I absolutely am not trying to gas up Mark Zuckerberg because I think he's, you know, a bit of a dweeb. They're both absolutely, like, I want both of them to... Has been spending his massive wealth on actually training for jujitsu, which is like not nothing, you know. I want a a free for all four player match, except mm. two of the other players are actual boxers. <laughs> like, and let's turn on items. Let's turn on some. You can throw some <laughs> hammers in there. You throw some banana peels, like they're banana peel, stuff. Some some turtle shells, just to see this what is happens. A boxing match. He's getting the table. He's getting the table. <laughs> Oh, that would be incredible. Getting a folding chair in the back of the head. I would pay so much money to watch Mark Zuckerberg get fucking brained oh, no. with a chair. <laughs> with a chair. <laughs> Hit him with the chair. We're going to get deplatformed and nobody's oh, even going to know. Yeah. Like a whisper into the night. Like a whisper into the night. And like a whisper into the night, it's time to move on to your next segment because these, these guys are going to punch each other maybe. And it'll be, f- hey, you know what? It's dystopian. But I yeah. kind of like it kind of like it you kind of like it Ooh, you're living for the dystopia i mean like what if like back in the day pepsi and coke both put up their ceos and were like whichever one punches the other one we're just gonna have one soda yeah you know? this is like if rockefeller had to <laughs> rockefeller versus jp morgan like, <laughs> yeah to fight uh, absolutely i would watch that every day of the week i would be watch great. that multiple times I, th- that did re- your article did remind me of a thing that I considered putting into the show, but uh, I do. it wasn't as funny. But it is a funny title of the article, which is uh, from Arcs Technica. Embarrassed about paying Musk for Twitter Blue, you can hide the check mark now. Which is <laughs> so <laughs> wow, funny to me. It's gone full wraparound. That's incredible. Yeah. People wanting it so badly, petitioning for it to get like their favorite, you know, YouTubers or whatever to have the blue check, and now people are like, yeah. You know, actually, it's uh, I don't I don't want to show people that I support Musk. I I know that we we didn't really we haven't talked about like X or Twitter, like Twitter, the fall of Twitter, I guess, into yeah, X and all these things. So dumb. It, it is dumb, and it's but it is one of those things that's like we didn't mention it, but this is one of those. If we listen back to the podcast, maybe this is a good time to be like, this is all happening. It's real happening. <laughs> it's, I think one but, of my my favorite things that a sports commentator said was, everybody's favorite sport is is boxing, like. Every everybody, if because if you're walking by a TV and a, fo- a fight is on, you're like, oh wow, what's going on there, huh? Yeah, what's going on there? You know, like it doesn't I, really I, matter. Everyone, everyone is like, oh, what a fight, huh? What? Out of all the sports that my father watches, that is the one I sit down for the most. That and MMA, right? Like I'll, I'll wa- yeah. So that's true. Right. <laughs> it is um, very interesting. It's not but hard it, to understand, you know. At least we're not bare knuckle bro- boxing anymore. No, that's good. I don't want anybody to. You know, well, people still get hurt, but yeah, you know, you know how it is. What's the difference between a street brawl and a bare knuckle boxing match in that <laughs> regard? Like that, I feel like there's not that much of a difference. But anyway, do you know where? Uh, I feel like there might be a lot of bar <laughs> bare knuckle bro- boxing outside of bars. In maybe I Segment City. Uh, yeah, it's definitely in Segment City, but uh, possibly in Germany. I don't know. I guess you're going to tell me. Yeah, well, I wanted that's a, a very ham hand, <laughs> very bad transition mm-hmm. into my Wikipedia storium. Okay, tell me about, about it. Burnt das Brot. What? 
Burn das Brot, English, burn the bread. Burn das Brot, okay, yeah, yeah. Is a puppet character, star mascot, and popular cultural icon of the German television's children's television channel, KIKA. Currently featured in the program Bernard Disbrot, Bravo Bernd, uh, and the KIKA Late Night Loop Program. He I know, pro- I know, it's stupid of me, but I when I heard KIKA, I was like, my brain instantly tries to like figure out every acronym I hear. Like if you hear yeah. an acronym, I was like, kick in, kick ass. It's German. It's German <laughs> shit. It's nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah, the K. It could be anything. Um, <laughs> this is. Uh, my favorite part about him, he's primarily characterized by his chronic depression. Oh, like Eeyore. He's sort of an Eeyore yeah. type. He is an Eeyore character. And that's why I kind of want to highlight him on our program. So let's let's get into his role you on like, KIKA. <laughs> you like to take people who are depressed and shine the biggest spotlight <laughs> on them you can. That's your <laughs> to role To be fair, here. I'm not doing that right now. He literally had a television show. Oh, yeah. And, fair and also, <laughs> also, he's a puppet bread. Bread puppet. Burnt is a depressed and curmudgeonly loaf of Pullman bread, speaking in a deep, gloomy baritone. He is small, rectangular, and golden brown, with hands directly attached to his body, uh, rings around his eyes, and a thin-lipped mouth. According to himself, he belonged to the species Homo brodus depressivus. His- <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the species depressed bread? That's very good. Yeah, it's very fun. Um, his favorite activities include staring at a south wall at home, learning the pattern of his wood chip wallpaper by heart, reading his favorite magazine, The Desert and You, and enlarging his collection of the most boring railroad tracks on video. Burnt sympathizes firstly with himself and is bad-tempered and fatalistic. <laughs> so he's a real piece of shit. He's a piece and of he's shit. also boring. Uh, I'm, I'm going to send you a picture of him. Because I think he's, I love this picture, and this is the Wikipedia like main picture of him. <laughs> just, oh my he's sitting god! On a stage with like I presume one of the designers, <laughs> and it does look like he's on break from a like a high school play. He does look like a thwomp made out of bread. Yeah, that is actually a very good description of him, um, with kind of the eyes and face of the the Apple Jacks commercials. Do you remember those? Yeah, puppets? the, like the, the it, apple, it kind of the, the, not the cinnamon, but the apple guy. Yeah, he, he kind of has the same yeah, uh, eyes a, and mouth. Mm-hmm, as well. I get you. Um, his favorite expression is mist, used in uh, much the same way as the English crap. His other catchphrases <laughs> are this is a, these catchphrases these are for catch his phrases. children's show. All right. I would like to be left alone. I would like to leave this show. <laughs> and my life is hell. <laughs> I was speaking directly into the camera. Please yeah. let me leave this show. I don't I know why like you keep be. laughing at me. I want to leave. He has to be, if they ever did like a movie version of this, you know, the gl- glamorous Hollywood version, um, they would have to have Werner Herzog. Like there's no other I gotta <laughs> for this piece is. of bread. I got to see who that is. He's, he's, the, he's the guy from Mandalorian that uh, talks like this. I want to see the baby. Oh, yeah, it is him. I want to see the is, baby. He's known for documentaries, <laughs> and I've only seen him when he's old. And I once saw him when he was young, and he was he had a mustache and stuff, and he didn't have great hair, but he was in the jungle. And he had this quote that was just like, I don't, I don't hate the jungle. It is pure chaos. 
<laughs> there is life and death happening all around me. Like it's, it's just like it's just a din of chaos. It is just loud. It is pure, unbridled. So according to this, let's get back to the bread. Let's get mm. on topic. According to his in-universe backstory, the short-armed bread character made his first appearance as part of his advertising campaign for a bakery chain. This is part of his lore. When the campaign turned out unsuccessful, Burnt was forced to occupy for uh, apply for a job at KIKA. More specifically, the MDR member of the ARD. I, these are all just German uh, public man, broadcasters. Men really just wanted the royalties from the, the marketing campaign he was a part of, and they wouldn't give it to him, so he had to go get another job. Yeah, exactly. Literally, wow. like he he was just like, I don't know. I guess I'll do this. Guess I'll as do a, a job. job. And, then he, and they gave I him his own hates show. It. <laughs> yeah. He hates it. <laughs> which is also the reason for his permanent scowl burned himself does not want to appear on television and thinks it is a quote dirty business <laughs> bird interacts with two uh main co-stars one is a chatty chili dust shoff chili the sheep a female yellow sheep with flaming red hair chili the show's uh hostess is a stunt sheep they also have the stunt shaf is a stunt chef, stunt sheep, who finds it a exciting. Sh- a stunt yeah. sheep? Does yeah, stunts? they have the Germans. <laughs> the, the, the hope for hostess and stunt sheep, which is stunt chef. Stunt chef. Who finds it exciting to have close calls with accidents. Ain't that the way for these <laughs> these adrenaline drinkers? It's like, hey, man, you want to come over and play some Russian roulette? I know it's only 8 a.m., but yeah, I'm feeling a little Germans? crazy. What the children's programming has depressed bread, just person who's just like, there's one bullet in the chamber, and that's what makes it exciting. <laughs> My and, new catchphrase why couldn't it have been me in the game of Russian roulette? That's my <laughs> new will, one. I wanted to leave. I will end it myself. <laughs> Not today, though. Not today. The other main character is the show's technical expert, the always pleasant Brigo de Bush. Brigo the Butt, the Bush. A green, bespectacled bush with flowers and leaves in lieu of hair. Briegel is an inventor who loves to build complicated devices that almost inevitably explode of their own accord. I've never, I don't think I've ever watched a TV show, an animated TV show, where there's a character that's an anthropomorphic bush. That's a new one for me. I feel like there's been trees. Yeah, but a bush is a new one. Like, like, just like bushes are so bland. Yeah. But I guess so is a piece of bread, and so is a sheep. So yeah, this I guess is Germany. This is very pushing the envelope. I can't believe these characters. I do. Uh, <laughs> this may be a stereotype of German people, but I feel like they can't handle spice unless it is bratwurst or like sausages, where they're like, mm. "Give me the spiciest sausage you have." Like the, the mustard, they just want to nuke their, Oof, nuke their yes, mouth with that. Yeah, that's the so spicy good. mustard. Oh. But then they, it's like, what is this Mexican food? No, no. Oh no! Oh no! Like <laughs> this, what is so. this? Cumin? This is too much. A lot of creamy food. Maybe that balances it out. It's the cream in a they, lot of that. Yeah, they accrue enough cream points that they can eat one sausage. This is gross. Move yeah, on, this please. Is a bad- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, in contrast to Burned, they enjoy adventures and the excitement of life. Burnt doesn't hide that he doesn't think very highly of his colleagues, refer- refusing to call them by name. Instead, instead calling them Bush and Sheep, respectively. <laughs> While they treat him as their best friend, even give him nicknames such as Burndy. 
<laughs> why do you want to kill yourself, Burndy? Mm. <laughs> why, why would you put the gun down, Burndy? Why are you doing this? I can't believe it. So, uh, so the production about this. Burn was created in 2000 by Norman Coster and uh, Tommy Krapweiss of the production company Bum Film in Munich, Bavaria. And These this names, is man. so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I come on, say, Bum film, are you it, kidding it's me? like you're trying to make it unappealing for western audiences mm-hmm. um so kika had asked several entertainment companies to create a new sheep mascot including the jim henson company hmm. crapwise and coaster Co- coaster cost coaster uh were dining in a pizzeria one night and scribbled sketches on an napkin while watching a bread basket coaster said quote bread is funny this is why people think german people aren't funny this is why this is literally why red is very funny do you not see how i am absolutely cracking up right now what's the deal with putting it in the oven and it's flat and then it comes out and it's not so flat what's the deal it becomes toast it becomes in the the east the east of it i can explain the chemical processes (laughs) if you want me to but uh, <laughs> Krapweiss obtained a square-shaped loaf of bread to which he then gave the face of his colleague, Norman Coster, oh who also God. shares many personality traits with Burn. <laughs> Upon what that a idea... Dunk. What an absolute dunk. <laughs> uh, and this is, this is my second favorite... This is the second image in the Wikipedia article, and I have to send it to you because it is the... Him showing that they are do look alike, the <laughs> co-creators, <laughs> where one of them is putting hands on the each side of his uh, his co-creators' heads, co-creator's head head to show, to the, show a mock of what the puppet will look like, the character yeah. will look like. Oh, it's very good. Uh, similarly, Crapwise himself served as an archetype for Chili the sheep, who just like Crapwise himself uh, in his earlier years gets on people's nerves with nonsensical stunts. <laughs> Braig the Bush was modeled after a further producer of the series, Michael Braig. Braigle. Uh, he too is said to have a predisposition for wrecking havoc, according to an anecdote. He once set fire to an office computer. <laughs> I love this if they were like, all right, we're creating this new show, Sesame Street. So we got a bunch of colorful characters. We got Elmo. That's going to be modeled after John. We got Big uh-huh. Bird. That's modeled after you, Brian. We got we got Ernie. He's a gl- fun, lovable character. That's that's named after Orin. Excuse me. Excuse me. What is my... my what oh, and I we got like? we got something cooked up for what you, Jerry. Mm, Oscar the Grouch, baby. You're going to live what? in a trash can just like what? in real life. So your puppet's going to be in the trash can because you live in the trash can. See how that works? What are you talking about? Are you saying (laughs) that I sound like some kind of trash creature in New York City? Get get it out of here. Go back to your trash can. (laughs) You're putting me in there? Oh, my God. They're grafting me to the trash can. (laughs) Oh, no. My limbs. Oh, my my legs. My legs. (laughs) Although, so the let's hear about the reception of this. Because <laughs> what about me? Are you saying that you based the Cookie Monster <laughs> off of me, Bernard Big Belly? I can't believe you do this to me. I just eat twenty billion I, cookies every day. This is what I get for asking to be invited. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> on Sesame Street here. Although Byrne was created in 2000 and has been telev- on television since 2001, he first rose to fame in 2003. Until then, KIKA was sharing its satellite channel frequency with the Franco-German channel Art. Uh, but after 2003, KIKA got the frequency for itself. As a children's channel, KIKA did not air programs between 9 p.m. and 6 a.m., but instead of putting a simple test card, programmers decided to air a late-night loop program starring Burned every night. So they're kind of doing a tsunami thing here. Huh. Uh, in 2005 version of the program, Burnt constantly stated that he had, had had enough of television and was <laughs> going home and advised the viewers to do likewise. <laughs> the night loop program continues to this day. This program allowed late night t- adult viewers to discover Burnt. Those viewers would then discuss the bread loaf on internet forums, buy Burnt disbrought <laughs> merchandise and CDs, none of them. Uh, although none of them were advertised, and per- participate in burnt-themed KIKA competitions alongside children. Are these sanctioned sh- sanctioned competitions, or were they, like, internet-inspired? I, I think this is the equivalent of, like, those box-top things on cereal boxes, oh, except yeah, your cousin, right. like, your, who smokes a lot of weed, like, eats a lot of cereal, and he's like, I got a fucked out of these dudes, and you're like, those are for kids. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> They're worth less than a penny each. What are we doing here? Yeah, this is... Uh, so, also, this uh, Germans are known for playing Euro Truck Simulator <laughs> after getting mm-hmm. home from their, their job. So, strange people. Burnt had uh, thousands of children and adult fans in Germany, and is greatly popular. Germany Wasser of Spiegel Online wrote that Quote, Burnt epitomized the fundamental pessimism felt by many, if not most Germ- <laughs> Germans about, well, almost everything. That Germans would take a character like Burnt and be willing to engage in this form of self-analysis and self-mockery should, in my view, be commended. That they really, the peop- <laughs> they really if, they have, if Nickelodeon ever needs money, they can just go make a show about Plankton and just put it only in Germany and it'll make so much money. He'll be an icon. Incredible stuff. He isn't depressed. He's more of just like... He's nihilistic. He's absolutely nihilistic, for sure. But it's mostly because he can't get the Krabby Patty secret formula, and he thinks that's going to make him happy, but it won't. Because you know what's going to really make him happy? Finally being able to kiss his computer wife. I was gonna be. I was gonna say being able to bang his computer wife. Yeah, I was. was, I thought about it. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny that I'm willing to do Amazon erotica, but the fact, like, (laughs) saying that Plankton's gonna fuck his computer wife, I would never suggest that. (laughs) That's a step too far for me. No, bridge too far. Bridge too far. Uh, So he says, uh, "Do do do." That Germans would take a character like Burnt and be willing to uh, do do do. That the pet, the people of the land of Goeth and Schiller would choose as their guide in the spiritual exploration of a clinically depressed loaf of bread is, perhaps, just another improbable <laughs> element of the German zeitgeist. So I'm not psychoanalyzing. Saying, I'm just asking questions. That is an official, like, scientist going, I don't know, Germans What's are up fucked up and depressed. <laughs> like, whoa. Um, Another person said, uh, Burn just shows a, quote, successful mix of slapstick and irony that irresistible to families in a good mood. So, uh, I, I mean, it, it is a funny concept. It's, a, it's y- definitely wacky enough to be like a kid's TV show, for sure. I mean, 
Come on, what's... Hey, bread is very funny. Everybody loves to make jokes about Everybody bread. Everybody loves bread. It's me burnt, and I'm here to say... They told me to say, at least, life is worth living. <sighs> <laughs> they said to me, don't do drugs, kids. But listen, it's the only thing but that makes television wearable. I mean, you have you to know do it sometimes. What? You got to have a little bump of something before you get on. This is me for, in on cocaine, actually. For me, it's how. just I just go and eat the butter myself. Sometimes I spread it around on myself. I say, birds, take me. I birds lay out. Birds, take me. <laughs> in a square. Now, the only thing wackier than Bert himself is me, the face that, that I must have been doing when I saw that there was a section called kidnapping. Excuse me, what now? To this Who Wikipedia now? article. In fall 2007, KIKA donated a statue of Bernd to the German city of Erfurt, uh, Thuringia, uh, where KIKA is based, to celebrate the channel's 10th anniversary. Uh, the statue is 2 meters, or 6 foot 7, high, weighs uh, 125 kilograms, which is 276 pounds, and is made of plastic. Not as it's, much as Elon Musk. That boy thick. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, and he can't even say that he's probably six seven. So, uh, it's in the city's main square. Uh, it's next to the neo gothic town hall and is a tourist attraction. On twenty fifth January two thousand nine, the figure disappeared. It was next seen in a video released on YouTube in which a group of <laughs> activists activists. If, if you ever want to see your bread again, these are our demands. <laughs> <laughs> they called themselves Team 129A or oh, 129A, which is the most German thing. Badass, like. baby. That was our designation. We have come up with a code. We love to just sort <laughs> things. Claimed responsibility for its kidnapping. Like he's a, like an official. Bernd expressed <laughs> solidarity with the activists in the video, prompting several medias to joke that he had developed Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> The actors like <laughs> finally I'm finally I'm out of the television. This is what I've always wanted. Please do not pay the ransom. It's not worth it. I'm not worth <laughs> it. I, this also implies that like the statue came to life, or they found the animator on Fiverr, and they're like, "Can you actually do a fun kidnapping video, real quick?" It's like they're they're sitting around. They're like, "Well, we got to kidnap somebody," and he's like, "Well, I can do a cool burn voice. Maybe we should do yeah. that." I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, or it's gonna be like, "Man, I love to." <laughs> <laughs> I love these kidnappers. They have a really great name and a great uh, cause. And they're badass. They really do have real guns. The activists were squatting in the abandoned Tops and Sons factory, where ovens and gas chamber ventilation systems for the Auschwitz-Birkow extermination Oof. camp were manufactured. Oh, my. Oof. That's just, you know, you, that's something you find in Germany that you find nowhere else. That's fucking wild. I have to say, this is like a set for RoboCop. Like, this is like, <laughs> put your hands That's up. That's just like a left Give turn where I was bread. like, oh, whoop. <laughs> right, we have to slip in World War II somehow into this. <laughs> Not great. Release the bread or else <laughs> face oh, the, man. the German government. The occupation was to prevent the city of Erfurt from redeveloping the area into apartments and office space. This hey. is the one time that I'm like, gentrification is probably for Are the you back. kidding me? This is the worst take by a terrorist group I've ever heard. This is the, hey, <laughs> hey, this is they do what hippies do best, like activist hippies. They opened a literary cafe and were giving lecture events. 
The, <laughs> the, the negotiations broke down when the activists rejected an offer for alternative housing. The squatters themselves denied involvement in Burns' kidnapping, claiming a group of sympathizers might be responsible. This is crazy. This is crazy. <laughs> <It was laughs> this is absolutely crazy. Maybe it was like somebody who like totally agreed with like everything we're talking about, but it wasn't us. Like you can't blame this on us. Um, the public broadcaster, uh, Middle Doucher Rundfunk, which owns the rights to Burnt de Bros, quickly forced YouTube to remove the video from the site. Like it is an actual like, <laughs> hostage. <laughs> copyright claim. Uh, yeah, by having lawyers claim copyright infringements. Stefan uh, Kotkamp, head of the KIKA, strongly criticized Burnt's kidnapping. Crapwise called for the figure's return, saying that kidnapping even a bread loaves is the wrong means of achieving <laughs> political goals <laughs> and they even set up an online petition for it uh the burnt figure was eventually found intact by chance on the 1st of february 2009 in the basement vault of a disused barracks in nora between erfurt and weimar according to the spiegel online five children had been searching the area to collect period artifacts before it was demolished they then discovered the burnt statue and alerted KIKA and the police. How this st- statue ended up there is unknown. Uh, what a wild Sprenzik, find. They, they, it is the genuine statue, according to police. So that is, uh, and it was Crazy. brought back. So imagine being like <laughs> a German child and they're like, I wonder if there's any, I I don't know why they also t- sound like Werner Herzog. <laughs> they always sound <laughs> depressed and kind of like nonplussed. <laughs> they, they would be like, I want to see a body. Hopefully we can see the body of soldiers. And then they oh go down God. there just like, there's this stolen bread down here. This isn't, but I guess we'll call the police. But calling Fine. that an... Hi, so this isn't a cultural artifact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a more important cultural artifact than you know, kids. That's right. But anyway, you know what's hopefully another cultural artifact? Your next segment. Well, speaking of digging for gold, Ooh. I'm going to bring you the Wiki- a Wikipedia historian about the Baltimore gold hoard. Oh, hoard. A, a, hoard, hoard. a hoard of gold. A hoard, a hoard, a hoard of gold. A hoard, a and it goes hoard. something like this. On August 31st, Fourth, I oh know August thirty fourth. That doesn't exist. Thirty first. That's what I'm <laughs> yep, saying. There you go. Nineteen thirty four. Theodore Jones and Henry Gobb, fifteen and sixteen respectively, were digging in the cellar of Eden Street Tenement, where Jones and his mother resided in Baltimore, Maryland. The two okay. boys had formed a club, and they intended to create a hiding place for dues that they had planned to collect. While digging, <laughs> they struck a hard object. Listen, you can't trust these banks anymore. Uh, trust me. This, <laughs> I've, I'm smelling something around the corner. In, Wait, in, the, the, 1930s, in the 1930s, they, were, they had the right idea. You couldn't trust yeah. the banks in the 1930s. But it, when it was safer to dig a hole in your basement yeah. and put it in there. <laughs> yeah. Jones different and Grob Definitely found, different times. <laughs> Jones and Grob found 3,558 gold coins in copper pots in the cellar of Jones's house. The cord oh, consisted of one dollar, two dollar and fifty, ten dollar and twenty dollar gold coins from the nineteen from the eighteen thirties, forties, and eighteen fifties. So these things were like a hundred years old by the time they found them. Between eighty and a hundred years old. These are a lot. Of, we've been the back to back boy adventures. The boy these, adventures. These boy adventures have been, you know what? <laughs> Literally pretty great. Boy adventures where they go to a place and dig around to find shit. Yeah. It's just like that's what boy they go around and find dig we some stuff. We have these 
German boys finding bread, and now we got these <laughs> these boys finding gold in their basement. That is the best because you were trying to make money, you made money. Make imagine if you. I guess they do have things like this for bank accounts, <laughs> or if you may sign up. The, but imagine if you somebody just <laughs> Harry Potter Gringotts <laughs> a big pile love, of gold into your vault. I love this because. In the 1830s, 40s, or 50s, another group of boys thought, you know where we should store this money? We should go <laughs> dig a hole and put it there. <laughs> I like that you think that this is boys and not criminals. That are, that are I'm just all, saying, they or, went to go bury their money and they found uh, separately other people had gone and buried their money. It's great. I do love that. It's, <laughs> I wonder if they're just like on their deathbed. They're like, did I forget anything? <laughs> did I? No, I think I'm good. And they're about to die. And then like the moment before they die, they go, wait, Baltimore. (laughs) The two boys were without fathers and on government assistance. Because the gold was discovered in 1934, the 1933 U.S. Gold Act required them to return the gold to the U.S. government. Oh, my God. (laughs) Literally (laughs) one year before. One year. Ain't that the government, by the way, being like, Oh, you found some gold. <laughs> oh, well, oh, looks like it's our gold according to our laws. Look, oh, we're going to take it. I feel like this is one of the strongest cases I've ever heard of time tra- travel existing, where like a government <laughs> employee discovered time travel and he went back to 1933 and he's like, we got to get this through Congress. All the gold needs to belong to us. We've got to send back one man, the most virile, <laughs> this most fit man. Newt Gingrich. <laughs> it's Send called trickle-down economics. He'll know what to say. The hoard contained 317 $20 gold pieces, 81 tens, 255 fives, and a bunch of other stuff. The, eight, the, ni- the 1934, in 1934, the two posed for a photo in their discovery and stated that they wished to help their mothers with the money. The two boys offered the owners of the home one, one quarter of the find, but the owners demanded half. After legal legal battles and the courts ruled that the property owners were not entitled to any portion of the find. <laughs> Stupid property owners. Wait, okay. They didn't so want to. They rejected a quarter. They, so they, these were boys in a different house than their parents digging in their basement. It was in the basement of the tenement house that they lived in. Ah, uh, okay. So it was a yeah. rented property. So this is yeah. like if I found gold in my basement and my landlord was like, that should be my That's gold. That's my gold. And it, yeah. And I'm like, no. Right. Except for you lived in a tenement. So effectively like a, a slum kind of housing yeah. situation. Yeah. These people needed it. They didn't have fucking fathers. Yeah. They didn't have fathers. <laughs> and yeah, they were, they were pretty much on their own. Uh, in 1935, the two boys decided to dig in the cellar again. This time they unearthed <laughs> another hoard of gold coins. Wait, no, what? No, that's stupid logic, though. That's like that's Latinx will strike twice at the same place. I swear, let's just stare at it. Like that's not gonna happen. And then they found more gold. So okay, this is even dumber because none of the people, nobody, <clears throat> even went back down there and was like. Maybe there could be more gold. Literally, literally, no one wow. went to but it checked. Wow. Uh, the estimated value on the second hoard was $10,000 at the time, <laughs> equivalent to $218,000 today. Wow. Not insignificant money that they found yeah, there. Yeah, that's a lot of money. The two boys divided the coins and turned their shares over to their mothers. Grob's mother sold her share for $3,400. The total value of the 1934 and 1935 hoards together was $30,000, equivalent to about $656,000 in today's money. 
That's a good that's, that's a, a good, good chunk horde. of change. In 1935, there was a burglary at Jones's home and the coins and money from the second discovery were stolen. Mm. Uh 5,000 in gold and 3,100 in cash were taken from a trunk on the second floor. On September 2nd, a window on the Joneses' apartment was forced open near a fire escape. The home was ransacked and a, and a lock on a trunk was broken. Henry Grob's stepfather, Philip A. Rummel, claimed that his life savings were in the trunk along with $5,000 in gold and 3,100 in cash. Uh, okay, here's the thing about, I know it's Grob was cla- Grob claimed that he was advised to keep the gold in the second uh, from the second discover- discovery and say nothing mm-hmm. because people got, got involved after the first one. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree with them on that count, but I, I I know it's 1930s, but this is why banks exist. Literally. <laughs> you can <laughs> for the money so, you don't, so people don't come in and go, it's in a chest like it's Skyrim. It's here. Like I, it's, it's, I'd almost guarantee that it was somebody who knew them and knew that they had the oh, gold. Oh, 100. Like, there were, were they, they were presumed, were they in the same tenement house? They had apparently I, multiple floors, I don't know. I mean- so. They became yeah. a target. Like, this is like when people win the lottery right. and everyone comes from. Right. Uh, there was a court battle over the second gold hoard initiated by the owners of the property again. Uh, Judge Dennis heard the second case and decided that the boys were entitled to the money from the second discovery because conditions surrounding the two fines were not different enough to warrant giving a second to the property owners. So literally he was like, well, you didn't bother in going and checking your basement after they found the first one. So you don't get anything the second time either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like literally the same exact thing happened. That, like, I, I gave you nothing last time and I would not do it again. What? Yeah. Uh, the news got out about the horde. Uh, when when the news got out about the horde, approximately a dozen people c- came to claim the gold. There were numerous God. legal proceedings, and the other parties claimed that the gold was theirs. Judge O'Dunn heard the case and dismissed all of the claimants except the boys. Because <laughs> yeah, they're a bunch of pumpkins. So That's my gold. That's, That's my actually, gold. No, no, it's my gold. Why do I think it's my gold, actually? I don't bury that gold. Then why are you living in tenement? Because I buried my gold. Oh, yeah, but I buried it because you can't trust the banks. I didn't trust them in 1830. I don't trust them. I don't, I don't trust property. I don't trust nothing. Uh, in 1935, the, cold, the coins were sold at auction for a total of $20,000. The coins were auctioned by Baltimore dealer Henry, Harry Fuller, and the collectors paid more than the face value of the coins. The two Ooh. boys attended the auction and sat, sat in the back row. <laughs> Imagine those fancy boys with their little <laughs> Lord Fontaloy haircuts and their little suits, and they go, like little monkey suits. <laughs> like, why can't I get paid? <laughs> The two boys were each awarded $10,000 apiece, which would become available to them when they turned 21. Remember, they were only <laughs> yeah, they're 15. Boys. They're boys. They're a little boys. only referred to them as boys. And now to end on the sad note, Henry Grob oh. never collected his share of the findings because he died in 1937. Grob had been oh. working in a packing house for $16 a week and died of pneumonia on August 25th, 1937. Oh, Grob had you been didn't admitted. have to work that dude. You had the money. <laughs> he had to make a living until he turned 21. Literally, he had to just wait guess, it out. Yeah, like they wouldn't true. give it to anybody else. They were held, holding it for him. So the litigation over the possession of the gold was ongoing at the time of his death. So who knows where the money actually ended up? Who's to say? Mm. Very interesting. That's There's good. gold in these basements. I swear I'm going to go panhandle in the, in, the, in the basement of my house. I don't, I don't think I've ever heard a story like that. Maybe like, because I could imagine that for like a hill, like, mm-hmm. oh, we didn't check the hill again or like right. a mine or something. 
but it's like the basement. It's like maybe <laughs> 20, 20 feet or like, <laughs> it's, it's, a like few right, meters. it's right there. No one bothered to go and dig again. It's they literally found hundreds of thousands of dollars. They're in a tent. No, like just like poor women, like I've got. Ten children. I've got to get yeah, some, like digging with their heads. Like I've got to get something. Anything. This is Baltimore. <laughs> this is Baltimore. <laughs> this is British like, woman yeah. in the 1930s. Like, well, I'll need this for my ch- my Victorian children. Well, I, I or got nothing for them for Christmas dinner. <laughs> got nothing for her bedroom. But you know what? We do have a little bit of time for. What's that? A quick how to. <gasps> Quick how-to. Tell me what I got to do. Uh, a few episodes ago, we we told you how to take a better bath. That's right. Take, I remember be, that. Take the best bath you could possibly take. The best bath. Now, for as an adult, I don't take a lot of baths. <laughs> as, you know as what a, I take? Listen, as a grimy boy, I take as, zero as a, wait, baths. Wait, wait, I never shit. bath. <laughs> if if anything, that's opposite. I feel like baths I are grimy. I go dr- digging in those basements and I never bathe, <laughs> okay? I'm bathing in money. That's the, what I'm bathing in. I don't Gold clean coins. the tub. I don't clean the tub before I get into it. I take the little hair out of the oh. <laughs> drain and I start washing it oh, out of my no. armpits. I'm putting Use my like toenail clippings right in the tub and then I get in there. <laughs> but this is 10 rules for better showers from GQ. Oh, okay. We're going to keep getting hygienic here. Yeah, this is from Adam Hurley in, from May 4th, 2022, which I only mentioned because huh. it feels like late in the we've game gone, to we've say gone this to long. legislate showers. <laughs> yeah, we've gone this long without your help, Adam. Huh. Yeah. Uh, it, the the like un, little underheading is besides always washing your legs. And this is a quick question. Do people not wash their legs? Who doesn't wash their legs? I wash my legs. Yeah. What are you talking about? It's a part of my body. Why would I not wash it? And and this is a, another thing that I people always say, I can't believe people don't wash their ass. And I never know whether they mean people taking have to soap be. and like putting it in your ass or just like letting water run on it. You should be washing your, your booty with soap. You need to be putting some soap in you, there, dude. Your booty hole? Well, like inside. Like, what are you talking about? I'm not putting inside, but I'm talking about like between the are cheeks. You, just you need your to get. Cheeks? You need to get between, between the, cheeks. the cheeks with 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 soap. What are you talking about? It's so like okay. the dirtiest part of your body. You got to be putting soap there. Yeah, exactly. It's continually dirty though. Yeah, it's well, never gonna be. <laughs> that's like clean. saying. Uh, <laughs> what's the logic? Well, I never wash my plates. They're just gonna get dirty again. I no, brush, I don't eat I never, off of my asshole. I, never, I don't. Brush, I don't brush my teeth. They're just gonna get dirty again. No, what are you talking not- about? I'm not going to get sick because there's like, a, I have a bidet. It's fine. It's, it's not, washed. Okay. You're probably more cleanly than me then because I, I don't have a yeah. bidet. So you're probably. I have a right. bidet and I'm going to say that's, but it, whatever people say that I've, I'm always like, I'm sorry. Are you taking full? Like, let me put the, the bar of soap up my ass. But anyway. <laughs> no one is suggesting this, that this well. <laughs> I'm going to say this is, we can both agree though, washing your legs. Why is that? Why are they even saying that? Do people not wash their legs? Do they expect the soapy water to run down their legs and to, to wash it? That's not how I would it say the one part of my body that sweats the least is probably my legs. So if somebody's trying to like logic hmm. up that, that angle, I can kind of see it. Like my, like when was the last time I, your like shins were sweaty, you know? It doesn't really matter if your legs are, or I feel like upper bodies maybe like. I would say I my upper know. body is just my upper body is like generally more stinky than my legs. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, other than butt. I think, like, thighs and calves, it's not going to... Right. I still advocate for washing your whole body, (laughs) legs included. I still think that's the right way to go. The lower body does have a little uh, stink sink. Like a heat sink, but for stink. Right. Yeah, it's true. It's a black hole, but for stink. Anyway, we were supposed to be talking about how to take showers. Uh, You might think you have a good handle on how to take a shower. You've been you've got your ten thousand hours of scrubbing and reading the shampoo bottle. I'm gonna say though, I don't get. I don't think I've gotten better at showering. Do I have a routine. I don't do think you, it's the best. Uh, do you check the directions on how to use your shampoo every time you lather? Not every time because I'm not, <laughs> not a goldfish. Because I'm because <laughs> I'm not a moron. I can remember the directions, but just be. But just like Roger Federer has a coach giving poners on his forehand. And everyone could, this is, okay, our author for this. You, don't hey, you know what else Roger, Roger Federer does is get paid to play tennis. I don't get paid to shower, dude. Yeah. Everyone can stand to improve their bathing routine. For instance, did you know that long, hot showers <laughs> are not great for your hair and skin? And this is where we get to the part of the program where I say, I'm not having it. <laughs> Listen, this, I'm going to be honest about this article. A lot of the things they said, it's, it's not an article we're going to spend a lot of time on because there's not a lot of goofs in it. Mm. He gives a lot of practical advice. With It's not as stupid as the ba- bathing one. The bathing one, yeah, it was a lot more frivolous. <laughs> it was stupid. Yeah, it was frivolous. This is like more real things. but the, So I'm going to try to enhance it by saying, <laughs> you're not going to legislate my showers. I work so hard. And you're going to say I can have a nice, hot, long shower. Well, I, I will point so. out that you're the one who's here reading this article. You don't I have don't. to take this advice. <laughs> I, they also say in the next sentence. I came here we're not- to argue and be in the hot water. <laughs> and I'm all out of hot water. This is, listen, Theo. I thought you'd be on board for this because this is your life. It's <laughs> <laughs> dying good hills. Now, and they also say in the next sentence. Now, we're not telling you that relaxing showers are forbidden. Never. However, we are saying to do the responsible thing and to tell you that showers could afford to be less long and less hot. This is responsible advice. Blah, blah, blah. And at least in terms of maintaining healthy and hydrated skin hair. But These that's not fucking all liberals can... trying to get me out of the shower, trying to make me yeah, stinky for my big date. <laughs> <laughs> that, that goes into like liberals into hippies. That's the transition. That's <laughs> when you stop showering because of that. Um, and they apparently got to uh, spoke with a board certified dermatologist, Doctor L- Yoram Harth, who huh. I think is probably in the Witcher series somewhere. Uh-huh, right. Uh huh. Right. The med- the medical director of custom hair growth brand MD Hair. Here, send things. custom. What? Hey, what does custom hair growth mean? I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I got to. I was like, <laughs> I got hair. I got hair transplants on my chest in the shape of the Superman symbol. It's yeah. custom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do the exact same example. Synchronicity. I was going to say the Batman symbol, though. We, I did, we do have a friend that in freshman year of college, he did have chest hair that looked like the bat symbol. And every time I'd go, na 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 There you go. So uh, number one, lower the temperature. But that doesn't mean to be cold. Now, a lot of these are real, so I'm gonna <laughs> just got I'm not gonna do mm-hmm, the descriptions. Mm-hmm. Not goofs. Uh, limit your time. Don't say that to me. How dare you? My time is uh, unlimited. But here's the question, though. If because they say, but if you linger in there for 20 minutes and you're still you're still asking for dryness, ideally you keep it closer to five minutes and certainly under 15. 
What do you think is the huh? proper amount that people should like the length? That people I go. For, I I usually shower for about six to eight minutes. That's usually the length yes. of my shower. I'm gonna agree with you because I was thinking like five minutes. I I feel like I would say five minutes, but I feel like I would know that was a lie. Yeah, there are I like times you know, that you linger. I linger a little. I linger for probably another yeah. like forty five minutes, or forty five seconds, or a minute after I'm done with my you know my washing, yeah. my lathering, everything. I'm pretty on point when it comes to that kind of stuff. Like yeah. I'm, I'm very business oriented, and then you let the conditioner <laughs> sit in your hair and all those things. But then, like, <laughs> you're but in then the you gotta have like, like a stereo. Buy 15 units of GM. I gotta make business deals <laughs> in this hour. <laughs> you got that big brick cell phone. You're like, buy, sell, sell. Like, <laughs> like you're a gremlin from Gremlin Two. You're like, buy, sell, sell. In the shower. Tell them I'm, I've got a clean ass and I'm ready to buy, baby. <laughs> Uh, choose the right shampoo and conditioner for your hair type. So get if you have thick, ample, oily, straight hair, make sure you get the right shit for that, you dummies. What about if I don't have thick, ample, straight, oily hair? Then then, then what do I do? Checkmate, Adam. Then you're not in the cultural zeitgeist. You shit, then I'm then I'm on the outside it. looking in. Yeah. You're not going to be fashionable. You're not going to be not the pl- I'm not the platonic shower guy, okay? I guess platonic I don't fit in, okay? <laughs> Listen, just because we're platonic shower friends <laughs> and we go to the shower at the same time with each other does not mean that we're dating. It just means that we're just both naked in the same wet room as each other, okay? <laughs> we're just wet room friends, okay? Come on. Mom, what, what yeah. don't you get about that, Mom. Just because we coordinate when we shower, like so that we can people. overlap at the same time. Yeah, we could do it. So we could hang out and talk about. You all told the, me the... to take shorter showers. I'm just taking a longer shower with a friend, Mom. Yeah, so I can give you my re- review of a Star Trek Picard <laughs> and tell you at the shower. Now this is this feels a little bit elitist. If you live somewhere with hard water, get a filter. That's a what? thing. That's like unfiltered yeah. water, right? Yeah, I've also been uh, listening to a thing about because uh, Oppenheimer's came out and I'm like, I don't know anything about the the nuclear thing. I was like kind of reading up and stuff. There is heavy water, yep. which is used <laughs> that was going to be stuff. that was going to be literally my next joke was if you live somewhere with heavy water, start buying You're uranium. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were in Norway and there's about to be a big fun action sequence. <laughs> Destroy your plant that maybe. Will be a future segment if you're if anyone's uh, interest is piqued by that. But uh, hard water is large amounts of calcium and other minerals that can build up on your hair, making it feel extra greasy after water. Or yeah, the hard water just has a lot of calcium and stuff. A water filter for your shower head will remove the minerals from your water and help provide a more effective hair wash and shine your hair. This one, I'm gonna. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't have a, I can't be angry at this because I don't have a loofah, but they say ditch the loofah. They say ditch the loofah. Interesting. I don't use a loofah either, but that's interesting. What do they say? Two reasons. What do they say? They're discussing bacterial orgies. Yeah, that makes sense. They're just sitting there. Uh Uh-huh. They're terrible for the environment. If they're like a city. They are made of just plastic. That's true. Yeah. Well, Uh, do you, do you you get a natural one? Hmm? For your preference. How are you lathering? Tell me about your lather. My lather. I have a bar of soap and I apply yep. it directly to the skin. There we go. A real man's man. That's what we're all about. <laughs> we take the bar of soap. You no. put it on your skin and you rub it around. Mm-hmm. None of uh, this intermediary washcloth loofah 
stuff. I understand the concept of it, but I, I, I think we're both. There is a kind of. I feel like there's a logic that might be more man logic, but it's similar to like somebody asked me like, if you have a towel, do you wipe your balls and then wipe your face with it? And I, I do have a system now, but I thought about it and I didn't have a system and I just kind of forgot. And same I work, with kind of I work, soap. I, I start at the top and I work down. Like I, I dry my yeah. hair first and then my face and then and I just work down. But I will say like, if I'm getting out of the shower, my whole body is clean. What does it matter? What Presumably, order of, yeah. Right? It doesn't actually matter. But it's also, it, it is kind of one of those things when it comes to, to loofahs and like applying to Because I have a question yeah. for you that could work as a Will's stupid thought, but we're going to ask it right now. What do you think about the, con- is, when is soap dirty? Mm. You have a bar of soap. If I roll it in mud and then cut off the outer layers, that's, no, that's still clean. good, right? That's still good. Yeah. That's still fine. I mean, it's the outer layer that is the most dirty. So as soon as you scrape that off, you're you're working with fresh soap. I will say this. There are few things as repellent in this world to me as a bar of soap with hair on it, especially mystery Ooh. hair. I fucking hate that. Mm. I can't yeah, deal I don't, with it. I... I it's one of those private things. I, if you're ever private, in anybody else's shower, yeah, you're and you see, you go, you're allowed to have that bar of soap, and you're allowed to do whatever you want with it. But I don't like looking at your bar of soap. Like yep. <laughs> it's something, it's weird. But I agree with you. I'm just gonna blow through all the rest of these: shampoo and conditioner first, wash your face last. I get just to wash the conditioner because it blocks your pores. Uh, remember, hair care is scalp care. Oh yeah, and thanks for the reminder. Hydrate your face and body while skin is damp, which I don't normally think about because I jump out of the shower and I go, I'm going to play video games now. You don't put lotion on your face? Got to put lotion on your face. No, I've got great skin. I yeah, just have got to put lotion on skin. your face. Come on. I don't lotion, lotion on your face is good for you. Uh, we got different skin. We got different. My lines. face gets all dry. If I don't put lotion on my face, I got to put that lotion mm. on my face. And then be gentle with wet hair. Hmm. And that's the last. <laughs> that's the last be piece gentle of advice. With a, interesting. Okay, I gotta be gentle with my wet hair. I think it's just probably more delicate. Kind of like I think hmm. it, it's kind of like how you do. I clip my nails after I like get them wet, like or in the shower, because I feel like it softens oh. the nails a little bit. Oh, I don't do that. I just no? clip my nails and then I wash my hands right after to get all the gunk that was under my nails out. Yeah, I do that. I, I also um, will file my nails. Oh, you're a little nail filer. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't do that. That's That's cool, though. Because I I hate when I get a handshake or give a handshake and it like scratches. Like it's just harsh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I live with the 24 hours. A lot of 20. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of personal preferences. But anyway, you know what I prefer to do right now? Not podcast anymore. Blow this popsicle stand. Oh, yeah, baby. Get out of here. This is the end of the podcast. And if you like the podcast... Give us a star rating. Give us a review. We'd love to see them. If you have any segments you want to suggest us, send it to segmentcitypodcast at gmail.com. Hit up our Twitter, Segment City. Our YouTube is Segment City. And we want to give a big thank you to somebody in particular. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She does our intro music. And she has other music you can find on music streaming platforms around the world. And some say she has never cut her nails i'm throwing a little jab at her this time we always like to build her up this time we got to tear her down a little bit she's one of those weird people that has like the giant like oh the nails get so oh, weird guinness book of world that. records oh. and they like curl oh and yeah like, I don't terrible like, anyways that's oh. rachel 
Yeah. But I, <laughs> you know what I have to say about that? I do think you'd have to get shears, right? To like cut those nails if you ever wanted to cut them short. Those people with you, long What you'd nails. have to do is get a manservant who does everything for you because you're useless. Yeah. No, but if you wanted to cut them off, I imagine you'd have to get something huge. Like you couldn't do it with a nail clipper. Like <laughs> you need something you industrial. Absolutely. Yeah, you need something more heavy duty. Uh, but anyway, this is the end of the podcast. So we're going to go to list of unusual deaths. And this one is a very famous in particular and one that kind of um, d- goes with a recent trip I went to. Because mm. uh, this is, a, I'm pretty sure he's Danish. Uh, but this is Tycho Brahe. Who died twenty mm. fourth of October, sixteen oh one? Tycho Brahe, for and for people who don't know, he's a very famous astronomer. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, he contracted a bladder or kidney ailment after attending a banquet in Prague and died eleven days later. According to uh, Kepler's firsthand account, Brahe had refused to leave the banquet to relieve himself because it would have been a breach of etiquette. My God. At, so he's just like, he was me in middle <laughs> Hold school it. Hold. waiting for <laughs> the award ceremony to be done. Cause I was like, I think I might get an award. And then, <laughs> then I got the last, one of the last awards was for me. And I went, thank you. Like, I, <laughs> like I have pictures of it. I look pained because <laughs> I, I was pained. After he had returned home, he was no longer able to urinate, which <laughs> that's, that's oh. rough, except eventually in very small quantities and with excruciating pain. Though initially ascribed to be a kidney stone and later to be a potential mercury poisoning. I didn't know that was part of mercury poisoning. Modern analyses indicate Brahe's death resulted from a fatal case of uh, uremia, (laughs) uh, which is when you have a high level of urea in the blood. uh, A a critical case of... (laughs) A critical case of should have gone pee earlier, my dude. Yeah, exactly. He literally <laughs> died because he held it in for too long. So this is a lesson for the end of the podcast. Don't say that you don't, don't learn anything from this. Don't so it's hold an educational program, or else you're gonna die like famous astronomer Tycho Brahe. That's right. That's right. Don't die. All right. Don't go to a dinner party and then be so much of a stooge that you hey, die. Yeah. All right. You you are not allowed to die until the next episode. That's still the audience. That's, Everybody listening to this. And that's true for all of our episodes, frankly. Yeah, you're not allowed to die. Starting now. Okay. <laughs>